Welcome to the Ask the Experts podcast. Here's Karen Bhatia. I am Karen Bhatia, and this is Ask the Experts. And thank you so much for joining me. We, of course, just came off of the huge, undisputed 140-pound fight between Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez, and it certainly lived up to the hype. Ramirez early on using movement, doing his thing. Josh Taylor found the left hand in the sixth round, the compact left hand to drop Ramirez. And then again in the seventh round, they were in a clinch and Josh Taylor lands the big uppercut. Down goes Ramirez. Eventually went to the scorecards, six to six on all scorecards, but it was the two knockdowns that made the difference. And now Josh Taylor is the undisputed champion at 140 pounds. It's very rare to have a matchup like that where all four belts are on the line in the modern four belt era. What's even more rare is that it was two belts and two belts, right? Usually it feels like it's like one guy kind of gobbling up the belts, the kind of the way that Canelo seems to be doing. Uh, So it's it's a guy who maybe has uh, two or three belts going up against someone else who has one belt. Well, in this case, it was two and two, um, and it was two guys that were in their prime. Um, It was an absolutely fantastic matchup. Uh, Two guys in their prime, two guys that were both undefeated, both champions. Uh, There was some smack talk uh, before the fight, so it had everything that that we wanted. Um, But as it always seems to be in boxing, it was not without controversy. And that controversy came with the referee, Kenny Bayless. Kenny Bayless is known as one of the best referees, if not the best referee in all of boxing. He's done huge matchups. He he started refereeing in 1991, so it's been about three decades. Um, And he's done tons of Floyd Mayweather fights, Manny Pacquiao, Oscar De La Hoya, and on and on and on. And he was given this assignment uh, between Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez. Now, I mentioned controversy. Well, a lot of people were unhappy, if you read on Twitter, articles, things like that, were unhappy with how much Kenny Bayless was interfering with clinches. I personally felt like he was a little bit too involved in clinches. And I think uh, it's it's very hard to be a boxing referee. I think you have to uh, make split-second decisions that are actually going to affect the health and safety of fighters, their livelihood, their future paydays. So it's very difficult to do that with the eyes of the world watching you. Um, but I do like to see my referees stand back a little bit more during clinches and let fighters fight out. And the reason I feel that way is that because if a referee keeps coming in every time the fighters clinch, I feel like then the fighters know that, okay, well, I'm just going to kind of wrap up, take a small break, because I know the referee is coming to, to pull us apart. Versus if you let them work out a little more, um, I feel like they naturally work out a little more. And that way you kind of keep the action flowing versus the, the holding that seems to happen. Um, this was a particularly tough fight because you had a southpaw versus an orthodox and head clashes can happen, things like that. Um, the controversy came on that, Kenny Bayless's involvement, and then with the knockdown. So uh, the first knockdown, um, Ramirez goes down, he gets up. People felt like uh, maybe Kenny gave Ramirez a little bit too much time. Now, one thing that should be said though, is that Taylor did drift out of the neutral corner. And when a fighter drifts out of the neutral corner, they're only gonna cost themselves more time. So if you go back and watch that sixth round, that is what happened there. Um, and I was okay with that timing. Uh, there, there was more controversy though in the seventh round. So in the seventh round, both fighters are in the clinch, and Kenny Bayless kind of slaps the hand 
of Jose Ramirez. Now, I personally don't think this had an effect on the knockdown. I think it was well before the knockdown. Not well, but a few seconds before the knockdown happened. I don't think it caused the knockdown. But I know that after the fight, uh, Robert Garcia, other people in Ramirez's camp said they felt like that's what caused the knockdown. I personally think that knockdown in the seventh round was caused by inexperience in the clinch. Um, I think Ramirez mentioned this in his own post-fight interview. I think that if you ask Ramirez, he wouldn't necessarily feel like it was Bayless that caused the knockdown. But with that said, some people felt that way. The knockdown happened. Now, here's where it continues in terms of the controversy, what people were upset about. At 33 seconds in round seven, down goes Ramirez. The fight did not start again until 11 seconds. So that's 22 seconds. Now, we know about boxing. When you go down, you get your standing eight count. Or if you get counted to 10, you're out of the fight and you're knocked out. So what happened with 22 seconds? Well, he went down, then he took the standing eight count. He was on wobbly legs. I do think Bayless did the right thing with asking the fighter if he's okay and making him walk towards him. This is important for fighter safety. He also had to contend with Taylor coming out of the neutral corner. The end of the day, 22 seconds were elapsed. And maybe you could argue that this gives Ramirez a little bit more time to recover. It also gets him closer to the bell in that seventh round, which obviously he's going to get a minute of rest after that. So these are all things to think about. Well, today on the podcast, I'm going to be speaking with Kenny Bayless, the referee of the fight. I'm going to ask him about those moments. We're going to go into detail on the sixth round knockout, the seventh round knockout. I'm going to talk to him about getting this assignment and what he was looking out for. Uh, I'm also going to chat with him about how he would rate his own performance. What's the feedback that he received for this fight? Um, I mentioned that that Bayless has been refereeing for uh, quite a long time, over three decades now, since 1991. So is he looking at retirement? Is he looking at the end? Does he feel like he's getting a step slower? Uh, so we're going to have a wide-ranging conversation with Kenny Bayless, and we're going to look at all different aspects of this great fight between Josh Taylor Jose Ramirez, the unification, undisputed status at 140 pounds. The fight lived up to the hype, and we're going to get into it right now with Kenny Bayless. I am Karan Bhatia, and let's ask the experts. I am Karan Bhatia. This is Ask the Experts. Lucky enough to be joined by legendary referee Kenny Bayless. Kenny, we'll talk about the 140-pound undisputed fight um but first of all how are you doing how is everything everything is good everything is good no complaints and so of course we had the jose ramirez versus josh taylor fight it was for all the belts at 140 pounds we know that this is rare in the uh four belt era to have a unification fight even more rare when uh one fighter has two belts and the other one has two belts so it's really a true unification and a, a true undisputed status um when you first got the assignment i know you've been assigned a lot of really big fights in, in your career what were you thinking when you first got the assignment well um you know with covid uh, the last uh, fight that I had refereed was back in February. So, you know, there's, you're talking about almost three months before I, I've been back in the ring. So uh, it, what I did was I actually went to one of the local uh, gyms and, and actually uh, got in the ring while fighters were sparring. And uh, just to kind of, you know, get the bugs out because it's been a while since I've been in the ring and, and that was something that uh, most of us officials, uh, referees will do just uh, to stay sharp and, and uh, 
and, uh, and and be prepared and ready when we when we get the call. I'm sure it was tough to be uh, out of the ring for some period of time. That that probably made you uh, that much more excited to to be the third man in the ring again, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it you know it's it, it, you always it you know it gets uh, the, the juices flowing when when you get you know the assignment to do a. A, a major title fight, especially when you're talking about uh, uniting all the belts. It, it just, uh, uh, you know, like you said, it doesn't happen that often. And when it does, uh, you know, the next thing for us to do is make sure that we're prepared and, and, and re- ready to go. And with, with these specific fighters, um, you know, before the fight happened, I'm, I'm sure you do your homework and, and uh, you're prepared for everything. Was there anything specific that you had planned to look out for in this fight? We know that it was a southpaw versus an orthodox that can a lot of that can lead to a clash of heads a lot of the time. Um, anything specific with these fighters that you were looking out for before the fight began? No, not not that much. I mean, it, it, whenever a, a righty is fighting a lefty, a southpaw. Uh, they're always uh, a little bit of concern because uh, a lot of times what can happen is their lead, their lead foot can can one can step on the other's foot, and uh, and, and a lot of times when they're exchanging and and that happens, uh, uh, one one fighter could actually uh, uh, go down from what we would call a slip as opposed to a a, a punch because. Of his foot being stepped on, so uh, that always uh, presents a, 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 a bit of a challenge. But you know, we're, we're mindful of it. And uh, other than that, uh, each each fighter, um, you know, we, we we don't have a whole lot to, to you know worry our concerns. And with these specific fighters, um, you know, they definitely did not like each other. There was some back and forth during fight week at, at fight week events uh, from team members, from the fighters themselves. Um, were you aware of that at all? And did, did that come into your thinking at all that in terms of uh, these fighters and kind of the relationship they had with each other? Uh, yeah, I uh, got wind that they're, they're at the, at the weigh-in and, and apparently with the camps that there was uh, – some some negative energy uh, uh, being displayed, and um, uh, when when I got to the uh, both uh, Ramirez and Taylor's uh, dressing room, I uh, only brought it up for the sake of my expectations were that they be professionals, and and that what happened the day before, or anything that happened the days before. Uh, something that they, you know, let go and and just concentrate more on being professionals and and doing the, the right thing in the ring. And and they certainly were both professionals, both champions, both undefeated, both in their prime, uh, which is why it was such a enticing, such a just uh, such a good matchup that everyone wanted to see. So the fight began, um, and and like we said, it is Southpaw versus Orthodox. Um, it's, it's two champions that are, that are hungry for a win. Uh, what did you notice early on? Um, you know, obviously these fighters were, were clinching a lot. Their heads were, uh, getting close to each other. What did you notice early on, uh, as, as the third man in the ring? Well, I, the, 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 the first thing I noticed was that they were both willing to, to 
work in or, or work close and tight in the clinches. Um, uh, I, I had mentioned in the pre-fight instructions that that uh, if if an arm got hooked or locked, uh, that I would give them the opportunity to to work out of the clinch, and that is exactly uh, what they did. Uh, uh, a matter of fact, for me, uh, I, I was a, a bit uh, surprised that they were willing to do it. It's it's often uh, as they did. They would get into a clinch, and uh, I would give a, a voice command to work out, and that's it, it, exactly what they did. Now, the, their their heads uh, on occasions did get close, and we expect that when when they're when they're work, working in tight like that. Um, but uh, yeah, they were uh, throwing. Uh, Tremendously hard punches uh, on the inside, uh, which was something that uh, uh, you also have to expect because they're 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 in tight and and um, and they both were willing to exchange coming in and 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 exiting out. We we've seen different referees handle clinches different ways. Some will stand further back and yell uh, instructions such as uh, you know stop holding or break things like that. Others. We'll get a little closer and, and maybe slap the hand down or, or kind of, you know, remind the fighter that, that that's the hand that's caught. Um, what, what is your mindset and your approach, uh, both in general and then also specifically uh, for this fight as the clinches started to happen more and more? Well, um, the, them breaking out was they were doing that just fine. The thing that I had to work on in uh, – and making sure that the, the, the you know the fight was was clean was uh, 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 my timing and what I mean by that is um, at the time that I feel that they're not going to work out of the clinch, then I will give them the command to stop or break, and my timing has to be spot on because if I uh, give that command when they decide to throw a punch, then it, it the, the punch could appear to come after the command. So um, I made, made it, and it was very uh, 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 observing myself to make sure that when I stepped in, um, and, and, and movement is another key as far as being in the right position, so that when I do give the command stop or break, uh, if they don't step back um, uh, clearly on the break, then I will help assist them to break. Um, so it's 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 timing, and 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 once I got my timing going, um, I, I felt that there wasn't a problem um, as far as uh, 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 getting them to break um, as uh, as a fight. Uh, progressed and and as the fighters start to kind of wear down a little bit that they're not as eager to fight out of the clinch as they were in the earlier rounds because they're starting to fatigue a little bit so again as the third man i have to to make those adjustments as well and you certainly had the the best view in the house uh for this this mega matchup um, in the ring with these two gentlemen. So uh, Ramirez early on using his movement, um, landing a lot and and uh, moving, like I said, 
uh, Taylor setting up the, the left hand, whether it be the straight left hand or the uppercut. Um, and eventually in the sixth round, Taylor did land the compact straight left hand. Ramirez uh, almost fell into him. Uh, definitely a clear knockdown. Um, he, he popped up fairly quickly, and you gave him the eight count. Um, there was a moment of cleaning his gloves, but then Taylor was was out of the neutral corner, and you seemed to kind of push him back a little bit, clean the gloves again, and then start the action. Um, how do you remember that sequence uh, in the sixth round? Well, you know, in the dressing room, um, I, in my instructions, I said to both fighters that when a fighter goes down, you know, I, I will motion you or you go to the, the furthest neutral corner and stay there. And um, with the excitement of the fight and the fans, uh, when Ramirez went down, um, what us referees try to do is uh, between the count, look and make sure that the fighter uh, the, that's in the neutral corner uh, don't drift out because we warned them in the dressing room that if you do drift out, we're going to put you back and you're just going to give your opponent more time to recover. Well, as I uh, picked up the count and was focusing more on Ramirez to see his condition, uh, Taylor d decided to drift out. And once I uh, uh, finished the count and uh, turned to, to see that Taylor had, had was, I, was as far out of the corner as he was, then I pushed him back to remind him that he is to stay in his corner until I signal him to come out to continue. And that's exactly what I did. And, and we've seen some referees uh, send the fighter all the way back to the corner. Um, did you think about doing that at all? Because Taylor was significantly out of the corner in that, in that round six. He was almost re you know, ready to go trying to pounce on Ramirez. Did you think about that at all? Well, I, I, I did uh, uh, push him back. I, I didn't at that point in time because I had finished the count to push him uh, all the way back to the neutral corner. I pushed him, I believe it might have been halfway back. But again, that was just to indicate to him that you have to stay in the corner until you're signaled to come out. And as, as the fight continued, it, it seemed like Ramirez was... Uh, getting his legs back under him for the rest of that sixth round. That, that knockdown happened early in the round, as we said. Um, in the seventh round, with about 33 seconds left, uh, the fighters were in, were in a clinch. Um, I know at one point you came over to tell them to break. You 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 motioned to Ramirez's, or you you made a motion to Ramirez's hand um, because there was a there was a clinch. Um, and as they were in the clinch, uh, Taylor landed the left uppercut, uh, knocking Ramirez down. And and when he got up. Uh, Ramirez was very wobbly as you gave him the count. Um, I'm just curious about your thought process in that moment. Were you looking to see if Ramirez was okay? Did did any part of you think uh, I might have to stop this fight because he is on wobbly legs? What what was going through your head in that seventh round? Well, I, um, when Ramirez went down, he was uh, in bad shape. And when he got up, he did kind of stumble somewhat which was a concern to me. Um, but I gave him the full count. And then um, we all always asked him, uh, well, at least I do, asked him, are you okay? And when a fighter nods that he, he's okay, 
then the next thing that uh, we do is we step back and motion him to come to us so that we can see what kind of uh, uh, movement, if his movement is okay, and, and which by that time it was. So now I'm in a position to, to decide if I'm going to uh, let it go or not, which I did let it go. And, but then the next thing that I do in situations like that is I stay or I try to stay close enough to, to the action uh, that if, if uh, Ramirez is not able to defend himself and he's taking unnecessary punishment, then at that point in time, I would consider uh, stopping the fight. But Ramirez was able to to uh, control uh, his his uh, his footwork. He was able to control what he did with his with his punches. And um, uh, at the time that the bell rung, I thought that he had, had gathered himself back up in a in a way that I could continue to. Let the fight continue. Now, I did uh, have the, the doctor did come in uh, between the rounds and check him out, which is uh, something that we do to make sure that the fighter is uh, capable of uh, continuing. And the doctor said that he was uh, that that he could continue. And the, the timing out of it all, we mentioned there was about thirty three seconds left um, when when that knockdown happened. Um, Ramirez got up. You gave him the, the standing eight count. Uh, you asked if he was okay. Taylor, again, was drifting out of the corner, so you gave him a warning. Um, the action started up again with about 11 seconds left. Um, and it, it seems to be, if you you look at some of the comments or, or things that, that people have said about this fight, uh, there was, there's a 22-second gap there. Now, uh, you know, there's a reason for that, and that's because the fighter went down, and then after he gets back up, you're checking if he's okay, and the other, and you're making sure the other fighter uh, is not drifting too far. Um, what do you think about the the timing there? And because it's it's a very difficult job for a referee because you need to make sure that this fighter is okay to continue fighting, but at the same time, you don't want this fighter to necessarily get too much time to recover. So, so how do you feel about, you know, in a situation like that, the, the 22 seconds uh, that passed by there? Well, I, I, in the time of the situation, um, uh, my concern is more about the fighter on the basis of if he can continue. And if I have to uh, take a, a few more seconds to to check a fighter out to see if he's capable of uh, continuing, uh, uh, then I'll do it. And um, uh, as far as uh, the, the, the 22 seconds or however long it was, um, I don't have a, a, a stopwatch and I'm not timing how much time anything takes. I'm more concerned about the fighter himself. So uh, once I um, decide that the fighter can continue, then I'm just going to let it go. And um, if if the fighter that's in the neutral corner uh, uh, causes extra time because he didn't, you know, follow my initial directive as far as staying in his corner, then that was something that he was warned about as well. And after the fight, uh, 
there was members of Ramirez's team who were uh, interviewed and things like that. They mentioned that um, they felt like uh, part of the reason for that knockdown in the seventh round was when you kind of slapped his, his hand because they were in the clinch. They felt like that uh, caused it. Um, I just wanted to get your response to to some of the things that that they've said um, that you know that kind of uh, slapping of the hand that that referees do could cause that knockdown. Well, it didn't cause the knockdown on Ramirez because that's a timing motion that referees do as well. Uh, it, in order to keep the action. To, the flow of the action to keep going will tap their gloves. And that's basically all we're doing is just tapping it, letting them know that they can, can, can work their way out of the clinch. Um, when Ramirez went down, it had nothing to do with, with uh, me pushing his glove to the point that he could not defend himself because he could defend himself at all times. And and when um, Ramirez did get up, we, we mentioned he was on on wobbly legs. Um, I'm just uh, I, I know you you go through your process of asking the fighter if he's okay, uh, which I think from a fighter safety perspective is excellent. I think that's a great tool that that referees have. I think uh, um, I've seen you and others also do. You know, they ask a fighter to move this way and that way, and just to make sure they're okay. I think fighter safety is extremely important. Um, I'm just wondering, as a referee, uh, the fact that uh, Ramirez was undefeated and was a champion. Um, does that ever come to play in your mind? Do, you know, it, not necessarily even just in this fight, but just in general, is that something you're thinking about that, you know, if there is a fighter who may be, uh, possibly losing his title, do you want to give him a little bit more of an opportunity than you would to a fighter that, that maybe has taken some losses or is not a champion? Well, the key thing is, you know, when you get a fight of that magnitude, Yes, you, you, you want to give him every uh, uh, opportunity to, 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 to show that he can continue fighting. So um, uh, in, in this uh, case, with both of them being undefeated and, 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 and the importance of all the belts being, uh, uh, being united, uh, uh, yes, I want to try to give every uh, a fighter that opportunity. But again, the key thing is safety. Um, I'm not going to jeopardize his safety for a title. And um, and so I I, I felt that that um, uh, in the second knock knockdown, giving him the opportunity to continue, though I felt he was that he, you know, that he was struggling a little bit, um, um, basically is what allowed the fight to, to go to its natural conclusion. Um, and, and the judges, uh, you know, given their scores. And the fight did go to its natural conclusion, went to the judges scorecard, uh, six to six on every scorecard, the two knockdowns being the difference. Um, and, and that, crowning uh taylor as the undisputed champion um you know as we mentioned you had the, the best viewpoint in the house uh in there with with the fighters but you also have a job to do so, you, so it's hard for you to watch as a spectator um i'm just curious you know as the scores were read out 
is is that the type of score that that you were expecting? Um, is, did you think in your head, oh, Taylor's winning this fight, or Ramirez was willing uh, was winning this fight, or were you so focused on on being a referee that that you weren't even thinking about it in that way? Yeah, my my focus is is more on uh, the the fighters itself. Um, uh, I knew it was going to that it was a close fight. Um, uh, I knew both fighters uh, uh, went into the ring being in the best uh, uh, possible shape that they could be in to uh, to 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 display their skills and and um, um, so no I I don't worry about who's up or who's winning at, at any given time. Uh, my focus is more on again the safety of the fighters and making sure that the fighters are are, are following the rules. And both fighters uh, came out safely um, in the in that fight, and and we did crown uh, an undisputed champion. Um, have you had time to watch the fight back? Um, and and in either case, if you have or have not. Um, if you were to look back at, at your performance, it was a very difficult fight to to referee. How would you rate your performance in this fight? Well, I I from from all the the, the accolades that I have received from from people that watched the fight, uh, well, even before I get to them, that was a very uh, tough, uh, hard fight to officiate. Um, I, I felt that I did. Um, more than above average, but not even above average. I thought I did an excellent job as far as uh, keeping control of the fight, uh, making sure that the fight didn't get out of hand uh, 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 because uh, there were a few times when both fighters were saying some unkindly things to to each other, um, which I had to, uh, to to do some some warnings on, um, but. Um, yeah, for, for, for the fight and for for um, uh, being in the position that I was in, I, I thought I did a, an excellent job. It, it's very tough to be a, um, a boxing referee, especially at this high of a level, because the stakes are so high. Uh, it, it's the fighters' livelihoods that are, that are at stake, um, and you have to make split-second decisions as, as a referee. Um, when you look back, is there anything that, that you would have done differently in this fight? No, there isn't anything uh, uh, differently because when again, like when you get a fight of of, of this magnitude, um, where you got two undefeated champs and 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 they're they're fighting in the trenches. I mean, that's what we call fighters that, that stand toe to toe and just give it the best that they can give. Um, there, there's there's so much that that we have to be focused on to make sure that the fight. Uh, 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 that there's no fouls, that that uh, uh, that that uh, no no fighter is trying to uh, take uh, unfair advantage over over his opponent, and 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 basically uh, th- that's what I was able to do. Um, and so as far as anything different, I uh, do it exactly the same way. And you mentioned uh, you, you a few people reached out to you. Uh, to to talk about your performance, um, have you heard any? Uh, has has most of the stuff that that you've heard from people been positive, or was there also uh, any critique or or any negative feedback that you've heard as well after after this fight? 
Uh, there's been uh, no negative feedback uh, at all. Uh, 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 the feedback that I got was that it was a tough, it was a great fight, number one. And and I did my job in making sure that the fight was clean, that the, the fighters were safe. And and uh, uh, matter of fact, people were, were were complimenting complimenting on how well I was able to uh, and, and and my conditioning as well as far as uh, my movement in the ring to to be in position to 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 do the job that I had to do to make sure that the the the, the outcome of the fight uh, uh, ended uh, the way it did. And I know that that you've been in in the fight game for. A very very long time, and and it must have been very tough with the pandemic to uh, to have to take a break and be out of there. Uh, you, you've you've refereed some of the biggest fights of all time, including uh, fights with Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather, Oscar De La Hoya, many others. Um, and, and I know that you've been refereeing for about uh, over three decades now, I believe. Um, have you ever thought about your you know your future in the box in, in boxing? How long you want to continue being a referee in the sport of boxing? Well. You know, uh, this year is my 30th year as a referee, and 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 I've often thought about how long I was going to be uh, in the game. And uh, as of now, um, uh, my work uh, is clean. Uh, my work, um, like I said, I, I continue to get compliments uh, on how well I do in the ring. And um, at, at, at this point in my career, um, I'm looking at it year by year now. If 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 uh, if I can continue to officiate at this high level um, uh, with, with without any uh, uh, problems of any type, then uh, the come next year I'll reapply uh, as a referee. And again, it's just taking it year by year. And uh, I guess when that time comes that uh, I feel that uh, it's time for me to retire, uh, then, then I'll do so. We, we saw you uh, in, in 2020 before the pandemic for the big Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury rematch. Um, and I know you did some fights uh, before this most recent uh, big fight, but this, this was a huge fight between Taylor and Ramirez. Um, when do you think uh, we'll see you back in the ring next? Well, um, th there is a fight card this weekend, uh, which I haven't or I wasn't assigned. But uh, next month, the month of June, um, uh, I believe we have three fight cards. The assignments have not come out yet. But I'm sure of the three fight uh, cards that we got coming up that I'll be working um, um, as far as uh, uh, how big the fights are, I, I, I don't know yet um, because when the commission decides um, who's going to work and and what card they're going to work uh, at, uh, that's when we get notified. So um, uh, the, the, the commission was pleased with my work uh, last Saturday like they have been uh, in, in my past. 
uh, my past work. They've been satisfied with it. So uh, again, I just uh, continue to to uh, stay on my A game, do what what I need to do to to to, to be in shape and and uh, and and follow suit with what I need to do to to be at the top of my game. Kenny Bayless, I want to thank you so much for the time, for breaking down uh, the big fight that, that you just refereed, and, and I'm sure uh, that we'll see you out there again soon. You, you're welcome, and thanks for having me on your show. And that brings us to the end. Thank you so much for joining me, and thank you to my guests. If you want to follow us, uh, you can follow at ate underscore podcast that's on instagram and twitter if you want to follow my personal channels it's at c-u-r-r-a-n-b-h-a-t-i-a on instagram and twitter that's at karen batia at on instagram and twitter please subscribe on youtube youtube.com backslash karen batia uh, please check out uh, our show on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review. If you want to email the show, it's asktheexpertspod at gmail.com. I am Karan Bhatia, and this was Ask the Experts. Thank you for listening to Ask the Experts with Karan Bhatia. 